Welcome back in. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hey, guys, I went out to Acme Pizza last or yesterday afternoon, hung out with Chip for a little bit, and got me a large ham and bacon. I didn't do the pig, pig, pig. I, just, I, wanted some, I didn't want barbecue sauce last night. I was just going to move for regular pizza. So I did a Canadian bacon or ham, as we call it down south. And, uh, and fresh bacon on it. And the bacon is put on raw, so it's cooked fresh on the pizza. So you get the bacon fat down in the cheese and the crust and everything. Mm-mm-mm. I posted a picture of it on all my social media. Guys, look, it was great. Get out there. They open at four. Fan and Mart on the res. That's Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. And, yeah, the daiquiris have just the right amount of alcohol, the legal amount where you can get them to go. Frozen daiquiris to go. They load them up in a bag. It's really cool. You can stick a straw in that bag, I think, or you're going to open it up and pour them out. I forget how it works exactly, but it's specifically made for daiquiris to go. So it's really neat. <clears throat> it ain't some like, it ain't like a Ziploc bag. <laughs> so anyway, you get your daiquiris to go. I believe you can get them delivered also, but not, none of that matters. The pizza is the main event. Get out there. Try the pizza. Try the dynamite balls. Chip Braves says they got the, their meatballs are the best balls in town. Yet to be determined. I haven't had them, but you can tonight so don't forget they have pasta and more acme pizza and daiquiri from 4 p.m to midnight right there at fan and mart on the res available on all major food delivery apps walk in carry out dine in everything is available all right sean so uh a story has been breaking this morning it started with mississippi today now the new york times uh is a part of it i heard this was coming last week yeah we had talked about this right you know of course i didn't know any any details on it other than kind of the scuttlebutt of it. And I'm going to be honest here. For full transparency, I don't like talking about these kind of things. I don't like talking about people's personal lives and politics and stuff. But when the office is used for that, allegedly, and so on, at the end of the day, this is public news. Again, there's a lot of things I know that go on with people in politics or people in the spotlight's personal lives that I don't talk about. I'm not... I'm not TMZ. I don't. I don't care about that kind of stuff. However, this is different. Mm. So, um, this story is out of Rankin County. It's concerning Sheriff Brian Bailey. Again, it's on the New York Times. It's on Mississippi Today. Uh, you can find it. It ain't hard to find. I've gotten fifty texts with it this morning. Basically, what it in, um, and if, if, if I'm wrong here, let me know. What what, what it's saying is um, Brian Bailey's girlfriend, or Brian Bailey, subpoenaed. Some phone records? Is that? Is, am, I, am I saying this right? Yeah. Apparently, he uh, used the grand he used the grand jury to issue subpoenas to get some phone records for his girlfriend and for a uh, a Brandon public school official. Is what I is what I'm reading. And again, y'all, we're both reading this kind of in real time here. We just yeah. got this, and yeah. I haven't got to the end of it yet. We're trying to yeah. get it in between breaks here. Mm-hmm. But the 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 top part is, and the, the what the, what they're saying is is he said that it, they were both involved in criminal investigations. And it went through Michael Guest's office. Michael Guest looked at uh, pursuing felony charges on it and then decided there was conflict of interest and decided not to do it. It worked its way up the ladder and just kind of went away. Well, what I'm apparently, I said, Guest did an investigative report in 2016 and that it kind of showed that uh, it says here that in the New York Times that Sheriff Bailey and the Mississippi Today, these are, I think the New York Times picked up Mississippi Today's article, which is written by Jerry Mitchell, if everybody knows who he is. And um, that um, that they had laid out evidence that Sheridan Bailey had duped the prosecutor's office and potentially violated state law on fraud, a felony that carries up to five years in prison. Guess had a conflict of interest and kicked this up 
to um, the Attorney General's office, yeah. and this was during when Jim Hood was Attorney General. Apparently, General Hood had a, a part-time employee who I know his name is Ed Snyder, and uh, who was kind of like an expert on criminal legal matters. He's a real, real smart guy, knows what he you know really knows what he's doing, and looked at it and was told by the Attorney General to figure out what statutes would be applicable in this case, and then but not to investigate it. Well, Hood, I think, says that he told Snyder to investigate it, but Snyder doesn't investigate crimes. And then I think he gave it to his public integrity division, and but nobody investigated there either. So it never got investigated either at the attorney general's office, and the DA's office had conflicted out of it. So nothing just kind of – sounds like it just kind of went away. And there was a, th- th- there was some, some questions about why it didn't get m- moved over to law enforcement certi- – the people who do law enforcement certificates – and uh, Michael Guest was on the board of that, mm. and it just kind of went away there too, where they possibly could have removed Brian's certificate, law enforcement certificate certification. Is, is that correct? Okay, I, I haven't got to that part yet. All right, yeah, a little further down there, but <clears throat> so what the, the 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 crime would be that if and because Bailey said that they were potentially involved in some drug sales or house burglary or something. That yeah, that's I think that's what Hood had said that there was. The reason he didn't do or his office didn't do anything is because there was some possible house burglary or drug crimes um, that, of course, there was an, apparently there was no evidence of that ever yeah. for these. And, and these are, again, to clear it up, uh, the allegations are that Sheriff Bailey had a girlfriend who was married, right? And this girlfriend, he believed to be having an affair also with a public school official. Correct? Is that, is that correct? That, that, that's that what seems the, to be the gist of it. Okay, that's the gist of it. So Sheriff Bailey allegedly was investigating the guy, the public school official in Brandon that his girlfriend uh, was having an affair with. He got the phone records trying to see what was going on and, yes. and did it under the guise of a crime was happening. Absolutely. To get, That's the, what, to get these, not, not wiretaps, but phone records, mm-hmm. I guess to see text messages and phone calls or, or whatever. Back and forth between the public school official and his girlfriend, again, who was married also. So I guess she was seeing Bailey and this guy, whoever this is. Yeah, allegedly. 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 This is what was going on. And that's according to the New York Times and the Mystery Today today. So, Yeah. So, and, the, and the, the felony, of course, is lying about it being a crime, about investigating a crime. Yeah, it's some sort of fraud is what they're yeah. saying. And that's what I would have just guessed, even though I haven't had time to really look at this, but I assume some sort of fraud using the grand jury. And they're saying now that it's past the statute of limitations. You know, in Mississippi, we've got a two-year statute of limitations on some crimes. Most crimes fall into the no statute of limitations, like murder, rape, mm-hmm. larceny is in that. There's no statute of limitations on that. There's other crimes like drug crimes and certain types of fraud can be under the two year, and I think maybe that's what they're saying here that this is our guest had said this is now outside of the um, two year statute of limitations. Again, I don't know yet. I'd have to look at exactly what they were going to prosecute him for since we're just getting this. But that's apparently why they're now saying they're not doing anything is because, or the attorney general's office because it's outside of the time frame from when he did this. Yeah. So we'll see. But I mean, it it just and again, you know, this has nothing to do with the goon squad. That's a different issue than. Than this, this seems to be like a personal thing with Bailey trying to use the power of the grand jury to investigate his girlfriend or yeah. what his girlfriend was doing. I mean, it's a simple way to put it. That seems like what he was doing. And, you know, and then also they said that he there should have been a conflict of interest there. He should not have been investigating his girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how he can do that. Who? Yeah, I don't. I don't. It, it doesn't. I mean, I don't know how he can investigate his own girlfriend. So, like so. He, so even if that's your, even if that's your, your reasoning. It sh- you shouldn't have been doing it. No, right, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, you can't just sit there and issue grand jury subpoenas to your girlfriend's cell phone. I mean, that's just quite unbelievable, actually, that anybody would do that. And the, um, the, uh, I guess, 
and he here's one there's one quote and again i'm sorry y'all we're just reading this again like we yeah. just got this and there is one thing that i thought was interesting about where he had told a um a paralegal here it is sheriff bailey scrawled a brief note on a subpoena form and gave it to a paralegal in the district attorney's office please keep this confidential between you and i the note read possible wrongdoing by a school district employee so he 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 presented it to the district attorney's office upon the guise of there's this wrongdoing. This really was a personal matter, allegedly, again, that you know he had with his girlfriend, who allegedly was, again, having an affair with this public school official. And suffice to say, the goon squad thing brought a magnifying lens. Oh, God, yes. Above, sure. the, above the Rankin County Sheriff's Department. And this is the fallout. Mm-hmm. This is fallout from that. And this is your start. You're beginning to see the collateral damage that people have spoken of that was going to inevitably happen. Yeah. Because of the goon squad, because of the light that that shined on the sheriff's department. And let's look into the future a little bit here. Uh, again, I want to say this. I've had nothing personal, good experience with the sheriff. And it's, I've known it's, him it's, since high school. I know I'm not trying to. It's yeah, hard to, it's hard to argue the success that they've had in Rankin County with fighting crime. It just mm-hmm. is. At the, at the end of the day, and, and, and I have to say this just as a citizen that came from Jackson, and I ain't trying to kiss Brian's butt or nothing here. I'm just making a point that I came from a place ridden with crime that they refused to fight it properly. And sometimes, you know, you got to get ugly. We've talked about this before. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to beat somebody up a little bit. But the goon squad did was absolutely across every imaginable line possible. Correct. Absolutely. For, for, for keeping things straight. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody would have been all right with – I, mean, I speak for myself here. I would have been absolutely okay with them beating those boys' butts, you know, and, and whatever. But once you got to plant and dope and throw away pistols and dildos and everything else that went on that night, it obviously crosses every imaginable line of humanity. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think you, you mean, you probably mean like you'd be okay if they were actually like criminals and that you would, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, that yeah. they were. Sorry. I don't think that they were actually criminals. I think they were, they were just kind of, there was some, we, we, you and I have heard a million different rumors about what happened there, and I, you know, I don't know that yeah, uh, we all know exactly what it was. But I, the the stuff that I've kind of come to find out is it doesn't seem like they were criminals, and I could be wrong about that. But it, that's yeah. what I see. I don't think they were. I think this was just like a neighborhood thing that yeah. they. I, 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 I've heard other, but yeah, again, okay. uh, unless it can be proven, it's just hearsay. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I, again, even if they are, I was a criminal. I don't know that I wouldn't have wanted that to happen to me. Sure, when I, when I was out doing dumb stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, You're right. asking me to throw me in a cage, but man, don't keep that keep keep that sex toy away from me. Well, I mean, you know, and then you know the sheriff has got. Here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and the sheriff, you know, of course, that happens under his watch. His chief investigator was involved in it in the goon squad, which to me indicates that he possibly knew about this kind of behavior or at least there was a culture of that being seen to be permissible i think if you're in an organization where that kind of thing is absolutely off limits you know about it because you're in that kind of organization where it's that kind of structure or that kind of discipline but obviously these folks felt comfortable enough in the organization structure that they're in to do something like this and obviously and what we you know keep hearing around is that there's more to come there's a lot more to come now i think this is like you just said earlier this is the fallout of that the investigations that are happening now Every, I mean, every bad thing about that sheriff's department is going to come out because you're not going to be able to throw a rock without hitting an FBI agent in Rankin County for several years at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. So this, all this stuff is going to come out about whatever was going on. And this, again, has got nothing to do with the goon squad. It just is trying to, I guess, push forward. Here's a culture of corruption or alleged yeah. corruption or that kind of thing. And just a, just a sheriff's department that's out of absolute control. You know, so he's been reelected twice. He's running 
he, he won the Republican, well, there wasn't a primary. He, he ran unopposed, and he's running unopposed in the general election. Mm-hmm. Um, he will, for all intents and purposes, be the sheriff for a third term. Just the, 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 the optics are terrible. Uh, absolutely. I mean, let's just be honest here. The, the optics are terrible. Again, everybody's innocent until proven guilty. But just looking into the looking into the looking glass a little what from a legal standpoint what can the, what can the state do with an elected official when it gets out of control i mean as far as i know they they can't there's no mechanism mechanism for them to impeach him unless he commits some sort of crime what about the ranking county board of supervisors no they don't, i don't think they can do that i don't think they have the power to do that at all yeah, and i don't know and i and i ask because i don't know you know i because I would think if anybody could be impeached chalkway could and i know that you can't. yeah you can't do that i mean there's yeah. got to be some sort of crime and um and uh, that's about it. Interesting. <laughs> so, so unless um, so unless he steps aside, yeah, know, he'll be sure. And again, you know, this is the weird thing for me. This, this is my conflict of interest here. And we could say that we could talk about the culture there being bad and this, that, and the other. But man, I know a lot of just so much good stuff that guy's done. Mm-hmm. You know, with what he does with the prison ministries. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and allows those guys to do getting in there. I mean, I, I was interviewing some guys the other day that talked about man that that's that's one of the They've saved more lives in that Rankin County jail, you know, like, like literally like being saved, you know, finding Jesus and stuff that, and just the work that Brian's done allowing that where other people don't even think to allow it. So, and then obviously they've done a great job keeping Rankin County safe. You know, you talked, a buddy called in here a minute ago talking about he doesn't have to lock his doors or he can leave stuff in his garage or this, that, and the other. I can, uh. You know, I, I have a whole workout gym in my garage, and I don't have to worry about coming home with my stuff not being there. So look, let's take a break. Come back. Let Sean get this uh get this uh, roach out of his throat, and <laughs> we'll be right back on the other side of this break. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on one hundred three point nine FM, WYAB. This segment brought to you by our friends out at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. Get down there, man. If you're looking for a vehicle, ten, twenty thousand dollar range, market's about to go through the roof. So I would buy a car now. I'd, I'd buy a car now. If you're looking whether new, used, whatever, just a little free advice here. If you're in the market, get on down there and get you one now. But uh, if you're looking for a good used one in that ten to twenty thousand range, start at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. The website's MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. They'll get you rolling. Uh, <clears throat> credit situations, not that important down there. They've got lenders for all types of credit situations, good, bad, ugly. They can get you rolling there at Mercy House Auto Center in Crystal Springs. Also, if you got an old vehicle in your driveway, maybe business owners, you got a fleet of vehicles you need to get rid of, that tax write-off could be worth way more than the value you could sell them for. So check that out. Don't consider donating your vehicle to Mercy House Auto Center if you got a clean title for it. Again, running or not, they'll come get it out your driveway, off your property, and make that headache and eyesore go away. So, uh, and you get the tax write off. So it's a win-win for all parties involved, and all the uh, profits after they pay the bills, of course, go to funding Mercy House Teen Challenge, which helps beat addiction and put fathers back in homes. I'm uh, very, very familiar with Mercy House Teen Challenge from my time working with working with uh, Celebrate Recovery and a lot of the people that the church helped send through there. And so I got to see their work before I ever worked with them. And I know people who have been through there, and it saved their lives, literally saved them from death and prison and uh, eternity in hell. And not, to be, not, to be, not to be too over, not to be too hyperbolic, but at the end of the day, 
Uh, if you believe in God, you got to believe in the devil too, right? Yep, pretty much. And uh, you know, if, if there's you're good saved, and evil. Yeah, if you're saved, you're saved. So, all right, MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. Uh, maybe a bit of hyper over dramatic uh, ad read there. Yeah, but. right. <laughs> Hellfire and brimstone this morning, right? Okay, man. I, you know, uh, Reverend Headwords. You get off subject just a little bit here, uh, man. One of the things I love about when I when I do make it out to church there at Hickory Ridge is Pastor Terry. You know, the, the, I mean, the church has got a lot of the modern bells and whistles and this, that, and the other. But there's those days where you think it's going to be all good. It's, oh, man, it's going to be a nice, warm and fuzzy uh, service today. And Pastor Terry goes straight old school, 1950s hellfire and brimstone. <laughs> and, man, I love that. That just reminds me of growing up and going to my grandparents' little church out in, uh, um, not Goshen, uh, Pisgah, Mississippi. My grandparents had a little small church right on the front of their property there. Yeah. It may have been Pentecostal, maybe been Snake Handlers. I don't even remember. <laughs> It was just a little bitty old small town. Just warm memories, is what you're yeah, saying, right? Yeah, just great yeah. little memories. And we'd go outside and eat. But I just remember it was just straight. Everybody in there looked 95 years old. <laughs> you know, just hellfire and brimstone. You know, you lived right or you were going to hell. And well, I like that every now and then. So Sometimes you need it. You do. Sometimes you do. Sometimes I, you really need it. <laughs> I tell you, if you ever want to get somebody on this conversation, Jameson Haygood. Oh, he is yeah. not a, Jameson is not a fan of the modern the modern uh the modern church oh i know you could tell i listened to his show and you he's he's he should be a reverend you know he really he would actually be pretty good at that i think that'd be his eventual calling yeah he's i I can see that he's he's good at that i I, I would definitely go to a jameson haygood led i would too it'd be church yeah it'd be energetic for sure just like his show is it'd be very energetic it was like 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 a little billy graham with a sprinkle of alex jones yeah something like that you know i mean he's not he's not very joel osteen you know he's more no prosperity preaching from no let's see here man so as we, we were peeling back this onion that is this mississippi day in new york times article about the rankin county sheriff's department mm-hmm. and uh there was something there was an interesting quote here i saw and so i'm quoting the article here it says if there had been legitimate criminal case involving sheriff bailey's girlfriend and the sheriff that the sheriff should not have been involved in the case at all says matthew steffi a lawyer and professor at the Mississippi College School of Law. And then it says, quote, there, there was an obvious and profound conflict of interest here, he said. If there was a legitimate criminal investigation, the sheriff should not have been subpoenaing his own girlfriend's phone records, and he certainly cannot do it without the knowledge or the direction of the district attorney's office. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? I it mean, does. I mean, you, you know, if you've got a girlfriend and you're the sheriff, um, and you're trying to investigate whether she's basically just put it this way, she's sleeping with someone else. You can't use a grand jury to get her phone records. Like you just can't do that. No, and I mean, we were just talk- <laughs> we, we were just talking off air. I mean, just pull it down to the personal level. That's got to be a very awkward conversation going on, mm-hmm. but between them as well in this whole situation. I mean, there's the personal side of the fallout of this, not just the professional side. Yeah, you talk about like you talk about his girlfriend telling him. Um, no, I mean like her finding out that he tapped her phone. You know, yeah, he got her phone, phone records. Right. You know, and I mean just like what what, what the heck? You know, yeah, I mean, like, absolutely. I mean, the, yeah, the, I'm the, sure the, she's the, mad about that. The, the ripple effects right. of, of this, or you know, are gonna, and that's why I try to be sensitive about this kind of stuff because I know all these people. Yeah, you know, and, and and I don't like seeing people go through through, through stuff, but I, and I'm good friends with with uh with, with her ex husband. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of moving parts there. 
but we also can't stick our heads in the sand and pretend these stories ain't happening. No, I mean this is you know I mean it's a it's a pretty serious thing. I mean you use the power of the grand jury to spy on your girlfriend, yeah, who who was also married, and then you know and who haven't allegedly having an affair with this public school official. And I mean that's uh, that's not good. Public officials are not supposed to do that. So I mean, yeah, it's a, it, that's why the New York Times is running an article about it today. Yeah. So mm. I mean, look, when Jerry Mitchell's on this, if Jerry Mitchell's ever investigating you for a uh, for a story, <laughs> it, it, it ain't good, bro. No. <laughs> Y'all always get on me about staying positive and positive stuff only. If, if Jerry Mitchell's snooping around about you. Yeah, you, you you done messed up. You done you done you done effed around and found out. You just yeah, I was about to use it. <laughs> around and found out. That's a yeah, Jerry Mitchell's there. Um, um, don't you ahead. think though that I mean this just kind of goes into the whole culture uh, that existed at that sheriff's department based on what we've been seeing from the goon squad. Now we've got the goon squad, and then we got the sheriff is just using the grand jury to spy on his girlfriend. I mean, what's next is kind of why I think everybody's thinking like, what is going to come out of here next? <clears throat> what do you think? Man, I, I mean, I think I, I, so. I live in downtown Brandon. I, I live a stone's throw from the sheriff's department. I pass by it yeah. at least twice a day. Every Saturday morning, there's some people, and I'm not sure who they were. I was actually going to stop this past Saturday morning and ask them who they were. I mean, just yeah. politely, not like sure. confrontational. I'm just curious. There's a group that sits out there every Saturday morning, uh, overweight, elderly white people. I don't know why I felt like the overweight part was important to this, but okay. but I've just, I've seen them enough to notice that they're overweight. Yeah, they sit out there with these hand drawn signs. They don't look like they're associated with any group because you know when when a group is behind something, they have professional signs made. Yeah, you know, just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And they say Bailey got to go. Sheriff Bailey got to go. And I'm curious who they are, where they're from, and why they feel like this is their calling. And again, they're white. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to take this back to the race stuff of the goon squad and all that. It doesn't fit the narrative. So I'm curious, are they rank Antonians who are this passionate? Or are they people who are coming over from Jackson that just aren't happy? Uh, but I say all that to say this. Uh, I like the job that the sheriff's done from a crime-fighting standpoint. But when you, but if you look at all this and you take it all, you say, I mean, does, does he need to step down? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if it's all true, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think If absolutely. it's all true, I mean, you, you have to, right? He's got to. Um, and I think also, you know, I was thinking about your show – um, that Friday when people were calling in mad about it, right when this happened, when yeah. it came out, and I mean those were white people. I have to say there were white people calling in, you know. And uh, I so I think you know I think white people are mad about it too. I think everybody's mad about what happened there, and yeah. this just kind of throws you know more onto the fire here. This we don't we we don't want political 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 corruption from Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Yeah, y'all tell me with uh, from the Democrat perspective, you tell me that nobody's above the law when it comes to Donald Trump. You know, except Joe and Hunter Biden, of course. <laughs> you know, I mean, so if we're gonna if we're gonna say that, we're gonna if we want absolute non corrupt corruption type stuff, you know, I, I would say he has to step down. Yeah. I mean, if this all pans out to be true, mm-hmm. uh, how can how can you be the face of law enforcement in the county when you're breaking the law? Well, we know the <clears throat> the goon squad stuff is true. Yeah, I mean, we know that because they pled sure. guilty, and then apparently the DA had a report on this, so it seems like. This is most likely true. What that he did issue these subpoenas for these two parties, which he should not have done. Yeah. That's what it, I mean. That's what I'm reading here. Let's say that's an error. So I don't know how there's any way, other way to look at it that that he's definitely did these actions that were wrong. So yeah, I think he, he certainly needs to step down. And um, I assume he's not. I mean, I don't know why he's not doing that yet. I think there's been enough calls from the community and from everybody else. Um, so I, this is just stuff I've heard in the community. Uh, 
what is it, and you've dealt with this, Sean, mm-hmm. where if you're being pursued criminally as a public official, um, the, 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 the county or the city paying for your defense? Yeah, I think that's... What's that? Indem- indemnifying? Indemnify, right. Your indemnity? Yeah, the, I think they might. Um, they'll do, if you're sued, if he's criminally prosecuted, I don't know if they're going to do that. No. But I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on how that actually works um, in a criminal prosecution. I know like in a civil one that, that yes, there's lawyers that are paid by the county that'll, that'll handle that. But from a criminal aspect, something he did outside the scope of his duties, yeah. I think that might be a little bit different that he'd have to pay for that himself. But I'm not 100% well, sure. Was, was but it, it seems like these are all outside the scope of what his duties were. Like he was, it was not his duty to use a grand jury to spy on his girlfriend. That's not his sheriff's duty. Was it? Know? Was there not a shooting he was involved in down in Pillahatchie or something? That, something like something that. like that. That I know that was recently a deal where they said that uh, I don't think they're responsible. To, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't read it, so I hate talking on it. Yeah, if it's but, outside the scope of what his duties are, then you know, but then, then yeah, that'd be different. You know, if this is this inevitable lawsuit that's coming for over the goon squad stuff, if they try to sue him personally, if he resigns and he's not the sheriff anymore. Does he have to pay those legal fees out of pocket? No, I mean, you know, I don't know these questions. Yeah, yeah, well, from a personal perspective, you know, I prosecuted someone back in 2008. The Supreme Court affirmed it. And, you know, I've been out of gone from the Hines County DA's office for, geez, it's like 2015. And, I mean, the guy sued me and a few other people. Like, it it was frivolous, but it's still going on. But the AG's office defends us because we were in the course and scope of our duty as prosecutors. So, I mean, I think it depends on, like, whether whether he was in the course and scope of his duty as sheriff. And I think here he's obviously not, you know, where he's spying on his girlfriend. The goon squad thing is different because who knows what his involvement was in that. It just seems at this point all we know is there was a culture of that kind of stuff going on. Now, whether he directed it or knew about it, we don't know that yet. But I think but here with the girlfriend thing, we know that he did this and that's got nothing to do with his his duties as sheriff. So I think yeah, I think that would be different. Yeah. And you know, then you sit there and say, um, if you're the guy, the the school district employee, mm-hmm. do you have a path can you sue? Is there some is there some I mean, I think there are probably some sort of yeah, I mean that's again a question for a civil lawyer that's done yeah. that more than I have, but yeah, that would I would think there's something out there that he if could you've do. Been a, if you've been illegally investigated mm-hmm. you know, your privacy kind of thing, yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean I'm sure he's consulted with a civil attorney on that kind of thing, but there's some sort of claim for him. It sounds to me like reasonable that there would be, but you know I mean that you're you know getting a grand jury subpoena when it's because you're sleeping with the sheriff's girlfriend. Like that just seems to be a problem. Now, I don't know what the civil remedy for that would be, but I assume there is one. Interesting. Let's take a break. We'll be back. We've got Sean York around here in the studio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, this segment brought to you by our friends out of A1 Gear and Auto, right there on 49 South, heading south from Richland to Florence. It's going to be right there on the right if you're heading towards Gunter Road. Go see Justin and the team, man. You will not be disappointed. I mean, look, nobody's excited about having to get their cars worked on. I get it. Look, I sold cars for 12 years. Nobody was ever really excited about having to buy a vehicle unless they were a young kid getting their first or second vehicle or a big upgrade or something. Usually it's because your vehicle tore up or you had to replace it, got wrecked, whatever the case may be. Um, but if you got to have a good, if you got to deal with it, go get a great experience at A1 Gear and Auto. You will not be disappointed. They're going to take care of it. They're prompt. They're quick. Uh, Justin stays in direct communication with you the whole time. He's the owner. You know, when the owner calls you to discuss the issues with your vehicle, you know you're getting it from the head guy. He's going to answer any questions you have. Hey, he can go back there. Heck, he can go back there and tear any vehicle down and fix it himself so he knows what he's talking about. And he relays that well. They diagnose things right the first time. 
Now, I'm not just telling you this because it's, it's in the ad read. I'm telling you this because I've been sending vehicles to them for the past year, whether it was at the, from the dealership or my personal vehicles, my girlfriend's vehicle, our kids' vehicles. I trust them to send our kids' vehicles there. That should tell you all you need to know. And they're taking care of it, and they can take care of yours too. But what they specialize in, they, do, they can do it all, everything from brakes to check engine lights the whole nine yards. But what they specialize in is your ring and pinion and your front-end gears and all that stuff. So if uh, you're getting, getting close to hunting season time, make sure your four-wheel drive's all and all is working well. You don't put them big wheels and tires on your new Jeep, your big Z71s, your high countries, all that, your F-150s, your big Rams. And uh, go make sure you got the right gear, ring and pinion set up. Uh, help you get out the way with them big wheels and tires. All right, that's A1 Gear and Auto. They are on Facebook, too, uh, A1 Gear and Auto. All right, Sean, man, we're peeling this onion back. We've got about seven, eight minutes left of this. Yeah, we're just trying to read this as fast as we can, and we're so, kind of finding new things as we go. All right, so I, I, I was trying to avoid mentioning people's names because mm-hmm. I didn't know if they were in this article, but here, here it is. I mean, look, uh, Brian's ex, Brian's girlfriend is Fred Shank's ex-wife. And y'all know Fred's one of my best friends. I mean, again, it's an odd thing for me to be talking about my my friend's personal business on the radio, but it's all in here. Fred was a part of the interview, so I'm guessing it's not off limits here. Uh, I tried calling him for full, full transparency. I tried to call during the break uh, to confirm, but whatever. Here we are. Uh, <clears throat> here's something interesting. So it appears that you, you read a little further than I did. Mm-hmm. So Fred, after after Brian started seeing Fred's. I guess it was wife at the time. Yeah, wife at the time, yeah. Wife at the time, and I guess at this point they got divorced, and then Fred starts seeing Christy, who he's currently engaged to. Yeah, Liberto. That's what it says here in the New York Times, yeah. Yep. Again, close friends of mine. Um, They start seeing one another, Mm -hmm. and at this point I guess Bailey finds out and puts a tracker on her vehicle? Is that that, what it says? That's what it says. It says Miss Liberto said her professional relationship with the sheriff soured after he discovered that she was dating Fred Shanks. Yeah. Um. She said um, she, she found herself under review for leaving work to go to the chiropractor and then discovered a tracking device under her car. And that the sheriff called her in after that and said, you can have two options. You can resign or be arrested for filling out fraudulent time cards. Um, ridiculous. But And they said that the sheriff also demanded that Liberto return a piece of county equipment that was in her possession. He said, I want my tracker back. That's what she <laughs> says. I want my tracker back. Man. Yeah. I mean... This is bad. I um, mean, this is yeah. This uh, you know, is he just? It's from reading this. Is he just a like? I guess a super jealous, angry guy. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm I mean, just look, reading it, this. I mean, it, it, it comes it, look in, in Bailey's defense here, and and, and not, this ain't even knowing anything about the case, but just looking at the parties involved in doing the doing the uh, the article, mm-hmm. they're, they're 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 on a mission to make the Rankin County Sheriff's Report look as bad as possible. Oh, I mean, that's going to, I mean, right, yeah. that's going to happen. I think that's just you know, any so, big investigation about somebody, all this other stuff comes out. Yeah. That's kind of just like anything else where any investigation on anything, there's a, there's other stuff, it's going to come out. And an investigation this massive of what happened with the Goon Squad is just going to, it's going to pull out. I mean, this ain't, I bet you this is not it, Clay. I don't think this is it. I mean, if he was willing to use a grand jury, I, I'm just, I don't know what's next. You know, I heard, I, a, say. I heard an interesting, uh, I heard I had an interesting conversation the other day about this Goon Squad stuff. And how it hasn't blown up into into your crumps of the world and your Al Sharptons of the world mm-hmm. and your NAACPs out there doing mass protests and all like, that. I didn't, yeah, why is that? Uh, okay, here's what I heard: that the NAACP told them guys what lawyer to use, mm-hmm. 
and they told them not to use Shabazz. Okay. They defied the NAACP's. I'm assuming they probably wanted them to use Crump. Crump's on all of them. If I had to guess. And that's just me speculating. They went against what the NAACP said do. And uh-huh. that's when you haven't heard them talk about this thing. You're, no, you're right. I mean, you haven't. And uh, actually, the one thing that gave it and more the, credibility. And, and, and that, was a, that was a blessing in disguise. I agree. For, for, for Brandon. Well, also. For Rankin County in general. Well, I don't mean just that. What I'm talking about for the, for the two young men that were hurt by this whole thing, I thought it gave it more credibility to me that they did have Shabazz than Crump. Because when Crump shows up. A lot of times I'm like, okay, this is probably junk. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I think like Crump is just right. kind of like that. Yeah, I think they did the right. These kids did the right thing. Yeah. getting this lawyer and doing it like it seems it just gives a lot more legitimacy than Ben Crump is like the the TV you know racism lawyer. Like yeah. he just he just when he shows up he just has got that aura about him that makes things not seem legitimate to me. Now don't get me wrong. I mean I follow Shabazz on Facebook because I wanted to because I heard he was posting a bunch of stuff so I followed him. Right. Uh, Clay Edwards' opinion is he comes across like a like a left wing nut job mm. you know but he obviously did a good job yeah i mean if, you're, if your goal is to to expose things and, and and get that i mean he hasn't won a he hasn't won a lawsuit yet concerning this i mean they're gonna settle it i mean for sure. sure i mean that's gonna happen you yeah know. they're they're paying those guys clay i can tell you that what they're gonna is. pay those guys and this is just me assuming the naacp wanted to point this a certain direction because they're gonna get a slice of that pie Probably. I mean, that makes you sense. You just have to assume. That makes sense, yeah. I mean, no difference than Chalkway and them wanting to dictate where these water contracts were going to go. Mm-hmm. They want a slice of that pie. Clay Edwards, let me be clear, I'm not above wanting a slice of a pie. Mm-hmm. You know, so I understand yeah. why everybody's upset, because if I can get a slice of a pie, I want to I, I eat too. I'm a big boy. You know, what I always, what you just, I think you bring up a really good point. I was, I've been wondering for the last month why this hasn't blown up so much, because, you know, we talk about this a long, long time on this show. There's so many instances of things that are called racist that are not racist and that, that get blown up that are, that aren't actually racist, you know. And but then when something actually is racist that should be blown up, should be shoved everywhere, you don't see it. Yeah. Like I saw a few articles on CNN here when this happened, and it was kind of piecemeal here. But this should be nationwide, be blown up everywhere. But it's not, yeah, it and did. that's interesting to me why it's not. It didn't lead your national news. It didn't stuff that night. Uh, I mean, dude, it had all the makings. And deservedly so, I mean, because it was that bad. But they blow up things that, like, let's take the Jackson Water. I know we bring this up a lot, the Jackson Water Crisis, when Chokwe blamed this on, you know, decades of racism and not, you know, his own incompetence. That got blown up everywhere. Well, let's find a, like com- a, let's find a comparable police versus black guy situation. Sure. The whole hands up, don't shoot Michael Brown thing. 2014. Which ended sure. up being false. It did, yes. But, I mean, that thing, I mean, just on the surface, now, granted, he did die. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is a missing. That's a part of this puzzle here. But he actually attacked the officer yeah. in that instance, was, right? The, uh, that Missouri what town? Ferguson. Was Ferguson. Thank you. Burned yeah. down. Mm-hmm. You know. So that this, in my opinion, other than the death, was way worse. Absolutely, there's an officer defending himself. Because the Michael Brown situation wasn't an instance of racism. It was mm-hmm. an actual situation where, you know, the, yeah. the, the police altercation led to this. And the guy actually attacked the officer. And that got from, blown up into a racism it, thing and, and all that. There was even witnesses they proven that it actually lied during that whole thing about what they saw. From what yeah. I, I'm just going off my recollection of that whole incident. But So that wasn't an incident. That's a good example. That wasn't an instance of racism. This is. And why aren't they talking about this? Why yeah. is the national media not just 
because it's a greatest it's a great story for them, but they're not doing it. But, uh, a great story in the sense of what they consider great stories. Yeah, right, right. I mean, in terms yeah. of like people listening to it, I mean, it is. It's going to be like because you actually have a. It, it's just kind of it's kind of crazy when you think about because you got a, like, a real case of real racism, and you guys aren't talking about it. Now, this New York Times thing, I guess, is I don't know that the Times had an article about the Goon Squad before they may have, and I just missed it or whatever. I know CNN did, yeah. but um, now it may this may grow now because they're going to you know with the the stuff that's happened in that sheriff's department other than the goon squad you got this you know sheriff kind of acting rogue and doing those i mean it's probably going to blow up now i would think maybe i'm guessing it probably will because it's a good story i mean think about it. like a mississippi sheriff is using the grand jury to investigate his girlfriend who happens to be married and um who's you know also having an affair with somebody else so it makes for you know makes for a good national salacious. Media story. yeah salacious stuff right. but yeah my look, <clears throat> i'm not gonna mention the guy's name but my source on that that NAACP uh, versus Shabazz thing mm-hmm. is is one of the more credible people that I know. That sounds completely and, believable to me based on what's happened. And yeah. once he told me that, and this was just a couple of days ago, I just haven't been on the radio since other than yesterday or well, Monday. Anyway, mm-hmm. I hadn't talked about it. But it, um, it does. It makes all the sense in the sure. world. And uh, again, thankfully, as a Rankin County citizen, mm-hmm. thankfully it unfolded the way it did. Now, again, we've seen these things, too, where – it can be bottled up for a while and then explode again later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, there's yeah, like, it, that's like, what I'm saying with this. I mean, this is not the end clay of what I think is to come just from what probably you and I have heard from the community about other people that have been, you know, impacted by the goon squad people. And then of course, I'm sure there's a lot of, I know this of dealing with criminal defendants for 10 years. A lot of them tell stories, right? I mean, they tell stories that are not true. So there's probably a lot of people now that are also saying, I was attacked by the goon squad when they really weren't. Yeah. You know, I imagine there's a lot of that going on. Oh, sure. Just because no, just, just how I know dealing with criminal defendants, there's always it's always somebody, you know, planted evidence on me or somebody, you know, did this to me when that's untrue. But I bet there are a lot of real instances where it actually did happen and you gotta kinda wade through all those. Yeah, and now now you but now you've created a doubt. You know, yeah. Re- oh, absolutely. Doubt, and you got to go back through and look at every one, I assume. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back to land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York, Quran. All right, welcome back in here to the Clay Edwards Show, our last minute of the day. Guys, y'all, um, so we spent the last hour talking about this Brian Bailey stuff, uh, wiretaps and all this other, not wiretaps, but um, phone records, subpoenas and all this stuff going on, tracking devices, very salacious uh, breaking story coming out of the Mississippi Today, Mississippi Today, and the New York Times. I, Therese April just sent a notification out at Dark Horse Press Now dot com about it. I recommend all going to read it. I'm only about halfway through it. We tried doing it in a live time, and there's only so much we could get mm-hmm. to. Yeah, Sean, it's a lot th- to it. Thank you for coming on today. We'll see you again Friday. I'll be back here tomorrow. Friday we got Russ Latino uh, with. Uh, Magnolia Tribune in studio with us. Yeah. Looking, looking forward to that. I'm sure we'll talk about this then too. So see y'all then. Peace.